there and welcome back to another episode of Talking Fast. Alongside me, just like every single week, is manager Jacob. Sarah, how are you doing? Um, I'm mildly nauseous right now because I get carsick very easily in the back of Uber specifically. This is an ongoing saga for you before we record the podcast. Every single week. So what most of you don't know, if you, I mean, if you just listen, watch, whatever, is that I usually take about a 30 minute car ride to get here and I'm so dumb. I know that looking at my phone makes me feel car sick. And yet every single week I look at my show notes as soon as I get in the car. I'm like, oh, I have prep time now. I can look at my Are show notes. Are you like head before. down or do you take a break? Do you try to take a break? I, like so I put my show notes. Well, I look at the show notes for about two minutes and then I start to feel nauseous and then I have to roll down the window. Oh, that's just, enough. Eh? It's just... two minutes. It's like nothing putting my head down. It's bad. I And I have friends that can fully read books and cars. Anyways, this is not what we're talking about. And I this want... is also like not to pull up the curtain too much, but this is also rush hour when you're coming across town. It's a lot like of it's... start and stop. Yeah. It's a lot of start and stop. So anyways. If my energy is low at the beginning and we get higher energy by the end, <laughs> that would be the reason why. Anyways, all to say is, what are you eating or drinking this week? Okay, well, Sarah, I went with Haley. We went to uh, the St. Lawrence Market this weekend, this past weekend. Uh, just, you know, plans got canceled. So we're like, let's just have a chill day. Let's go to the market, get some food, mm-hmm. run a couple of errands. How fun is the market? Is it just, and this is not just for Toronto. This is really any market in any big city. Walk mm-hmm. through, tr- t- basically scope out everything. Is the new big part open yet? It's not open yet. The new one across the street? No. It's so opening like the old soon one. though, right? I think so, yeah. That's um, but we scoped out every single vendor in the mm. entire market and then settled on. There's like this little stall downstairs in St. Lawrence Market that does pierogies. Ooh, So we yummy. threw down... A dozen, I think they were just potato and cheddar, but they were just ideal. And I sometimes I forget about pierogies. Yeah, they slap. They're so good. And every culture has kind of like a very similar dish, but the pierogies just hit. And I'm in my pierogi era. Are you gonna go like buy a bag of pierogies and just fry those bad boys up now? Or you yeah, well, that was the thing. So we just got some to eat like while we were there, but they had sitting in a freezer right beside. Oh, you could buy them. They had yeah, like frozen pierogies. So I I think I might be going back soon. That's smart. That's smart. What about you? What are you eating or drinking? I need to hit up the St. Lawrence Market. Sarah, what about you? What are you eating or drinking this week? So I don't know how many people would have seen on TikTok, but. President's Choice has been taking it by storm because they ripped off the Trader Joe's sweet potato gnocchi. Oh, we got a dupe. So there's a dupe. Actually, some girl slid into my DMs and said, Shh, but I have a friend that works for President's Choice and it's the exact same supplier as the Trader Joe's one. So it's Whoa. literally the exact same. But I will say, so I have both, right? Because I'll buy like the sweet potato gnocchi from Trader Joe's. And if you don't know what yeah. this is, it's basically... Well, it's sweet potato gnocchi, but there's like this butter sage sauce like already on it. So like, you don't put sauce on it. Oh, it's so, it's so good. It's like so yummy. And I just like devour the entire thing. I like the President's Choice one better. Shockingly. Really? I don't know like if there even really a is a difference. fresh or something. No, it's um, the, the one from Trader Joe's gets mushy faster. Because it's like you have to be really like t- on top of it to make sure it doesn't get too mushy. Yeah. The President's Choice one is a little bit more give that way. Anyways, they're delicious. So when you do see them at like a Loblaws or any of those places, you need to buy them out. Like you need to buy a bunch because like literally every single time I so go, they're sold out. I stocked up the last time I was there and now I just ran out. So I'm going to need to try and find some more. I know. It's such a good, like it literally takes five minutes to make. When you work from home it's like the perfect little lunch snack anyways it's worth the hype Loblaws reach out and sponsor the pod we'll do some live taste of just like sweet potato (laughs) yeah I know I know Sarah what are we reading or watching this week so just last night I watched May December have you seen it yet no what is it so it's getting like Oscar hype it's got 
uh, Julianne Moore, Oscar winner, Natalie Portman, Oscar winner, and now Golden Globe nominee and former Riverdale star Charles Melton. And do you know who Charles Melton is? Is he Archie? No, okay. Anyways, anyways, uh, it's incredible. So it's like a really messed up like story, like what it's based off of. I don't really want to tell people what it's about because I think that like gives part of like the drama of it is like learning what it's about as you watch it but like highly recommend his performance is incredible julia moore is just like always incredible and she's so good and it's one of those movies that you like sit in and you feel so uncomfortable the whole time but like in a really interesting way i it was it was really good i really it's on netflix it's only like a couple hours long like it's not too like much of a it's not like a three-hour movie you have to commit to may december may i'm gonna check that out and then i'm gonna fire back at you because i also last night watched a netflix movie that just came out out, leave the world behind (gasps) that was the one i was debating between and like literally because it was like two hours and 20 minutes it's a little bit longer that was our deciding factor i was like i need the extra 20 minutes it does and i didn't i'm glad i didn't see the runtime before i started it because i would have had the same thought but it does keep moving and i don't want to spoil anything and there's a lot of buzz around everyone's like, people kind really of being freaky. disappointed but it is freaky yeah like Haley and i were watching it together yeah. and Haley's someone who always is trying to guess the ending mm-hmm. and guess like what's gonna happen next or what is you know you know what i mean yeah she even said out loud like halfway through she's like i have no idea what's happening right here like what's gonna happen next and this and that anyway there's a little bit of contentiousness floating around tiktok because people some people don't like the ending. Hmm. I thought it was a good ending. Um, and I would definitely recommend watching it. That's kind it, of I'd... the ending of May, December as well. Okay. But I think it's those endings that make you like, if it's an ending that like is a little nuanced and leaves you like okay. kind of like. Yeah, it was totally an ending where you're like, let's jump on YouTube and watch like a breakdown, 20 minute yeah, breakdown yeah. of like someone else's thoughts on this. Yeah, we were sure. doing the same thing. We we're hitting the Reddit threads to like yeah. see everybody else's opinions. Okay, um, wow, so we got to couple... swap these. Yeah, we have then. to. And then we'll like <laughs> come back and like regroup on it. Yeah. What are you listening to? Okay, uh, this is a little bit of a left field one from just like regular entertainment, like the movie I just mentioned. Uh, but I've been listening to a podcast that The Atlantic puts out. Uh, it's called How to Keep Time. And they've released a few different podcasts that's kind of how to blank. That's a little limited series uh, over the last, I think, three years. I'm a big fan of the The Atlantic magazine. All of their uh, articles that they put out are fantastic. And mm-hmm. then the hosts that do How to... Uh, keep time is they're just fantastic so they're just basically studying in each episode and it's a little expose on something that has to do vaguely with the theme of time uh it's a little bit existential like if you're having an existential crisis maybe between that movie you just watched and then this it feels like you could have i've gone through a whirlwind of the last like say 24 48 hours Um, But one of the takeaways, which I wrote down, I was just like, one of the hosts was talking about how time, even though time is is finite, that's not a reason to just like rush through things and try to get everything done. The one episode that I just was listening to was how to waste time, essentially, and people feeling so rushed all the time to get through their to-do list, which is something that I am. You should maybe send me that podcast. (laughs) I know. Well, I was halfway through listening to it. I was just like, maybe I'll send this to Sarah. So I wanted to vet it all the way to the end, but I'll send you that one. And oh, anyway, okay. really good. Re- I thought it was like, this is one podcast that I immediately was like, I'm going to recommend to everyone. To oh, check I like out. that. Yeah. So that's what I've been listening to. Sweet. What about you? I never know how to pronounce his name. Is it Hoser? Hosier? Is it Hosier? Is it Hosier? Is it Hosier? This is a tough one. I'm not going to be able to help Ho- you. <laughs> I always say Hosier, but I don't think that's correct. But then I have friends that say Hosier. Anyways. That Irish guy. Yeah. <laughs> which is like hilarious because I feel like it's very on brand, his type of music. 
and you would have assumed that I've been a fan for a long time. But yeah. Like, it kind of just birthed out of like me being obsessed with Noah Khan. I'm like, I can't just keep listening to the same goddamn album over and over and over again. So I just like, you know, Spotify, like once you hit the end of an album, they'll just like start recommending songs. Yeah. So he just kept getting recommended. And I know work song is an old song, but now it's like all over TikTok. So then I'll like always listen to it. And then now I'm listening to that all the time. And so I'm just going through his whole discography and right he's now. he's a lot of music. He has a lot of music. So I'm going through his whole discography. And then this is also me. Then I'm like, oh my God, I want to see him on tour now. I look up, obviously he was just in Toronto. <laughs> and then he's doing another Europe slash North America tour and he's not coming back to Toronto. So I go, great. Oh, this well, is very good, on brand for me. Maybe a good reason to go to Europe though. I mean, I'm already going to be in Europe. And so then I thought that I was like, oh, great. Like, I'm going to be in Europe this summer. And then maybe I could just go see him after. And of course, he goes back to the States during the time frame, oh, which no. it would be convenient. Anyways, maybe not. But I am a, like going through his whole discography, starting in his first album, going all the way through and just like listening a lot. Because yeah. I feel like it's very good, like December, cold, cozy vibe music. Yeah. And there, it's romantic as hell, the stuff he writes. There's some, honestly, there are a couple pump up songs too. I'm mm. not kidding. I was just driving over here to record and his collaboration with Mavis Staples came on. Oh, interesting. Big, okay. I used to run to that one. Oh, really? Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, maybe add to the winter running playlist. Dude, if you're like heading up a hill or something. I feel like I'm song. so late to the game and I feel like all of these, there's all these like girls you know isn't like isn't it fun though to discover an artist that's like got a ton of material and it's like though. so it's like saying discover it's like i know all of his big songs but it's like yeah more so my first time diving in yeah yeah which is exciting where is somewhere you went this week okay i was on the edge of if i was gonna do this or not and i almost didn't but then people rallied and we're like we got to go do this and i was like you're right we should uh I have, I took I was a year like, off. Don't bury the lead. Like, what is it? I took a year off last year, but I did twelve pubs. Twelve uh, pubs. 12, What's that? Twelve pubs of Christmas. You ever done it? Well, I did twelve bars when I was in university, but that was like an organized it's thing. And the same thing. but like, do you make it up yourself, or is it like an actual organized thing? Well, okay, it was just in a friend group. So my friend Ronnie. Put, oh, puts like it your together. friend puts it together. Friend puts it together. Yeah, and then uh, he just invites everyone. So we. Bunch of us went pubs. out. Yeah. And it was kind of, oh I didn't do 12. I didn't do 12. I only ended up doing six, but six was enough, honestly, for That's me. That's still a lot. Luckily, though, it was all in Kensington Market for, okay. for the most part. True. Like, we kind of stayed in a three block radius for the entire night. Um, hit a couple of spots that I'd never been to, which was pretty cool. Like and then kind of just El Rey. El Rey is an amazing cocktail bar. And apparently, they have a great patio in the, in the summertime. Yeah. So check that out. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, and then, but yeah, it was, it was 
it was a time we i hadn't been to kensington in a long time so it was, yeah i was checking out new places but also going to some old haunts mm. and flashing back to like 10 years ago yeah but then it was also fun because it was like it was a little bit not like a movie in the sense that oh my last night was a movie but just i was like reconnecting with some old friends i hadn't seen in a while mm-hmm. who were coming out to bars and like the first bar we we're at was i think there was a group of eight of us and by the end there was a group of like 20 something oh my god so yeah it was did anyone complete the full 12 like I the guy that organized believe it believe he did he might have come one bar short oh but god. i took is there a rule like, like you have to have a drink at every single bar yes one drink at every bar that's a lot I, d- I also 12? didn't do a drink. I also didn't do a drink at the last part. Yeah, so I was like, you I, did I five. Yeah. <laughs> you did less than half yeah. of them. I don't blame you though, honestly. Like 12 bars, like when I was in university was a feat. And we didn't even, you never even did all 12. You only ever yeah, did like five of them. It is, I wouldn't, it's not something I would necessarily recommend on the drinking aspect of it. Yeah. Uh, maybe work some waters in there. Uh, but on the fun aspect, yeah, I was I like, like that. you know what? That's I'm up my I alley. Returned to it That's up my year. alley. I like it. Uh, what about you? Somewhere you went this week? Well, I went the place that you went to the Toronto Winter Distillery Winter Village Christmas the, the Market. The place that I said was super classy. Oh my god, and worth it. I, oh my god, I okay. So I'm just I'm happy I didn't pay to go. You know what I mean? Oh wow. I, I just don't. okay. So when I used to, I don't know the last time I went, like five years ago. Yeah. Like and so. When you used to go, there was a lot more like little trinket shops and like little booths with like people selling things. Okay, I agree with that. The pledge guy was gone. Yeah, so they don't have that anymore. They've replaced them all with like food and drink. Yeah. Which I understand from like a corporate standpoint. You want people just to stay and like eat and drink and walk around and get their Instagram photos, whatever. But it sucks because like I actually used to buy really good Christmas presents at the market because. Because it was a market. It's not called a market anymore. I understand that it's a winter village now. So maybe the winter village doesn't have the fudge guy or the people that sell ornaments. Right. But there's like a few like little stands. But other than that, I was like really just like underwhelmed and a little disappointed that there's not like they used to have like down that main like strip on the distillery. Like all of those like all the way down the side, they'd have like all these little huts with yeah. like, all these different yeah. stores and okay. stuff. I could see so that. I was a little disappointed. Just ended up eating at Mill Street, like classic, like the only place to eat in that place for a sit down. So it was fine. It wasn't that busy, so it was okay. I got my photo of the Dior tree, which I really want to know how much they paid to it must sponsor. Be. It's got to be like a million dollars. It has to be. For how many? I mean, <laughs> yeah. think about it. Every single person that posts a photo is the Dior tree. Any of you work there or work for the Toronto Christmas Winter Spill Village thing, I want to know. Price point of the I want to know how much it was. Should we I'm, just inquire into talking fast? Next year? Sponsoring the 2024 tree. <laughs> we send out an RFP or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Okay. Well, uh, I'm sorry that I recommended it. So no, so no, no, no. It's not. It wasn't like I think. If you want to go do the cutesy little Christmas thing, whatever. But I just like I just was disappointed because I didn't like it as much as I have in past years. I get that. I will give a shout out then to the Hogtown Flea here in the East End, who's run by the, the coffee and clothing people. It's on this weekend on the 17th. Oh, it is. And it's amazing oh, in gone. terms of little in terms of little vendors, vintage clothing. There's a coffee pop up. Yeah. There's a drinks pop up. There's and also cake sometimes, as well as like food vendors outside. That is like way more of a. And if you don't want to go all the way to the east end, there's also that little market that's been running that I've been going to every weekend on the que- corner of Queen and Shaw. Oh yeah. Um, near Ossington, and it's like a pop up, and they have different vendors. They have like really cool candle stop. They have a really cool candle shop. They also have like flash tattoos <laughs> and stuff like that. So yeah, what's yeah. this place? Yeah, well, tattoos yeah, at markets cool. are a new thing. It's like a new thing. It. Uh, Sarah, Sarah, something you did this week. I wrapped all my Christmas presents. 
So I've done all my Christmas shopping and I wrapped all my Christmas this presents. This is impressive. And so I'm going to Montreal this weekend and Kate immediately replied to my Instagram story. I was like, great. I'm glad you think wrapping is relaxing. So guess what you're doing the entire time <laughs> you're here with me in Montreal. But I do find wrapping. But then also I was getting an alarming amount of like responses to my Instagram story being like, oh my gosh, like how'd you learn to wrap so well? Like you wrap so nicely. Did your parents not teach you how to wrap presents? Like, I'm shocked by this. Like, I got taught how to teach, and I am awful at it still. Not, maybe, <laughs> or taught how like, to wrap. I mean, look, my parents did own a toy store when I was a child. And, like, part of the thing was they would wrap presents Whoa, as part of it. Whoa, this is like your Hallmark movie lore. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it was once upon a time ago they owned a toy store. And maybe that's part of it. Or maybe just because my mom was always such a meticulous rapper. But, like, I... Yeah, I just have always known how to wrap Christmas presents and I'm not even the best one. Like my mom and my sisters give me shit because like my corners aren't as tight and I like don't do it as cleanly. Is it but therapeutic for you? I love it. I yeah. need some I love having I was saying in my self-care Sunday vlog, I love having something to do. I think that's why I like making the bracelets and stuff, because yeah. something to do while I watch TV or listen to music that's not being on my phone. And that's why I like wrapping because it's like kind of feels like an arts and crafts thing, but it's mindless for me because I can just do it so easily. Yeah. What about you? Do you find it stressful? I find it very stressful. And even if like I couldn't multi task if i was watching a movie well that happens uh i would definitely it would look like a ball even if it oh, was like really? the perfect cube yeah i always Haley and i were talking about this the other day because i finally started christmas shopping <laughs> so stuff's coming in um i'm picking we're picking things up but anyway i was like well let's have a day i didn't say that she said that uh <laughs> it's more on brand i was like you suggested <laughs> she's gonna be like she's gonna listen to this and she's gonna say i suggest that you definitely didn't yeah for that. sure uh but she's like let's sit down and have like a probably next weekend sit down and wrap everything yeah. and i was like well i can cut the tape and <laughs> oh like maybe cut the paper and then i'll observe and run the netflix like make sure the volume's good on the tv were you guys <laughs> a household that had presents wrapped because i do know there's some people that their presents never came wrapped yeah 100 percent. they were yeah. wrapped to a t yeah, yeah you just, just didn't carry on that never tradition pick, never picked that up i was i was really i'm really good at unwrapping gifts yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was saying that i i could understand because i put up a poll on instagram being like do you find wrapping stressful or therapeutic because i like find it very therapeutic but i could understand why it would be stressful if you're like a parent wrapping christmas it's presents the like the night yeah. before christmas or something yeah that would be that'd be a lot yeah well something i did this week that's kind of on the same uh topic maybe you'll get one who knows Haley and, <gasps> and i also put together a christmas card <laughs> you did like you like you went to a place and you took no, it, like a walmart and you took it. a photo we did it at my apartment so we but still that's funny yeah we, is well, it honestly, funny is it a funny card or is it like kind a, of a, a it's cute, kind of a funny card cute, cute card. i don't want to spoil it i don't want to spoil it wow i want a christmas a card, card really badly and i hope it turns out because we were like I'm is like, brooklyn in the card no it's just the two of you yeah brooklyn was away but she'll be back so maybe we'll do a, a card version two in this weekend oh my god you've reached <laughs> christmas card age where you sent out a christmas card i know i've never done that i've have i ever given out a christmas card? i don't even think i did that as a kid i didn't i've never done it like, either did your, your family my family did, did. you did okay. oh but not of like a photo of us my mom would just send out like you know those like christmas letters like like a newsletter would, of like a newsletter of the year? Of, yeah, that's what my mom would do uh, i honestly wish people still did those because i would i love reading them and yeah. just like getting tea on families my mom would give an update to like because my mom's like the youngest of 14 kids so yeah. like all my aunts and uncles and oh stuff. you kind of yeah. need a newsletter they then. literally needed the newsletter so we would do that but we never took like a photo really i remember we did it my dad took us one time to walmart to do That'd it be a, would that they don't do that anymore no yeah that'd be a cute gift for your parents you should like do a newsletter for your family oh okay mom and dad don't listen to this podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,
So unfortunately, Taylor Swift was booked tonight because she was also at the time person of the year dinner. I know we so. had a whole thing planned. I even brought the seat out I ready know. to go. Taylor was going to be here. I'm wearing like the Taylor shirt that I was sent. Right. Yeah. The Gantt. Gant. Yeah. So anyways. Okay. So real talk. We were supposed to have a guest. We were sitting here waiting for them and some things happen. Our guests can't make it anymore. And this is just the reality of uh, living life on the edge of podcasting. Apparently. Well, we also talked about it. I mean, like you were stop and go traffic for uh, the, uh, yeah, that's true. the ride over that's here. That's true. And we did. You know we what? There's traffic it. out there. There's so traffic out there in the city of Toronto. <laughs> you probably did. It's all Jacob's fault. Anyways, our guest isn't here. And so we just actually messaged in the broadcast channel. So if you're not part of that, you should definitely join my broadcast channel. It's called POV. You're on my close friends. I sent photos, polls, questions, whatever. So we're going to do uh, a little early voicemail episode because we have a couple special episodes coming this month with a Christmas episode and a New Year, New You setting goals episode yeah. as well. So we decided to move up voicemail. So we got a bunch of questions. The way we're going to do this voicemail, though, because we didn't like prep our answers like we normally do, is Jacob's going to ask a question, then I will. We'll go back and forth. And, and we got some good ones. Some we people got some came out ones. really shout quickly out, with some great questions. Shout out the broadcast channel. I was I was sent a photo of me sad. I said I was desperate and they came through so if you're in that channel <laughs> thank you so much and if you're not this is your sign to join it okay sarah i got number one question here well it's not the number one question it's, it's just the, the first, first question, question. Uh, if you weren't working in sports what would you want to be doing that's a great question i never intended to work in sports at first like i i kind of fell into sports media once like the sport media program opened up but i always knew i wanted to work in media and entertainment at one point i wanted to be a much music vj at one point i wanted to be like an actor or something I don't know I've just always been like in the entertainment realm which is I want to be a talk show host and now I'm a talk show host yeah. technically so I've always wanted to do entertainment uh I I will be honest and I will I will say this on this podcast and it will not be a surprise to anyone I do not plan on working in sports for the rest of my <laughs> life believe it or not um I have goals in sports. I have things I want to do, like going to an Olympics, et cetera. But this is not going to be long-term for me. I've never dreamed of just working long-term in sports media. I've just used it as a stepping stone. And I think you can learn so much from sports, especially in the media industry with like live and and there's just so many different elements what have some of, of the highlights been for your career oh my god this makes so it sound like then. i'm retiring right now well, but i'm no, not but like, i'm not retiring not, like, but. it's stuff that you maybe have learned that's already helping you in other areas of your life whether it's your career or personal life or something yeah. or someone that you met that was a really interesting uh athlete or personality oh that's a great question um well what was really cool was one of my first jobs with yahoo was i got to work on danny green's podcast when he was here in toronto who was part of the toronto raptors and like we had different raptors coming in every week and that was my first time working on like a player driven thing and that really showed me the power of like players like players own voice and like players like being the ones and like athletes being the ones that are delivering the message and so i definitely wanted to work more in that realm and found like a way to like speak like from the athlete's perspective as opposed to just like a reporter reporting on them and like how much more impactful it is when you can just tell the story of well, the athlete themselves. that probably has changed so much in the, in the what, how many, however many years, yeah, years you've been working. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Well, like we were at the, that time doing the only player podcast of someone that was active and in the NBA. And now every player has And well, now look at Travis Kelsey, right? <laughs> like Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey having new heights. Like that's not like new per se. Like we were doing that five years ago. So I think um, that's definitely changed. I, I don't know. I've learned, I mean, oh God, I've learned so much. Like working like, four Olympic games, like five, I've worked four or five Olympic games. And it really like teaches you a lot about like stress levels, how to handle stress, how to handle, um, just like when so much is happening at once and just moving on when something doesn't go right. And just like problem solving and all these things, it's really helped with like 
my work-life balance and like how I handle stress at work for sure. And just stressful situations in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyways, all to say is the root of the question was if you weren't working in sports, what would you want to do? Um, a goal in life for me, which actually I don't know if I've ever talked about this podcast is to make a film or a movie, at least one. I mean, I'd like to make movies. That would be the goal. Uh, I'm a producer by trade and I would like to transfer that into making rom-coms to be honest, like making the type of stuff that I like to read. I would like to take the books that I read and put them on the screen. Would you strictly produce or do you have any interest in like directing or anything like that? I, so I got asked this like really recently when I was telling someone, I think I have the right tools to become a director eventually and like the vision, but I'm a very, I think I'd want to be a hands-on producer showrunner first and then see, like I didn't even know what I wanted to be a producer until I started doing it. Like you don't, yeah. it's one of those things you don't realize until you're, kind of doing it i feel like producers also kind of fall into it with people who have just like natural for abilities sure. yeah with for manage, sure like you said managing stressful situations. like look i don't need to be a director if like greta gerwig <laughs> is working as my director you know what i mean right so, yeah <laughs> so, no but also say it's like I, I do think directing down the road would be really cool but i i just love hiring really good people and like bringing really good people together so i think that's why like being a producer has always been my favorite thing it's just like it's like being the general manager or coach that's like putting together the best team so that's kind of cool so one day i would like to make a movie it doesn't have to be an oscar nominated movie it could just literally be one that you rewatch on netflix a couple times so that's the goal one day next question for voicemail what is your most proud accomplishment this year jacob Ooh. or the accomplishment you are most proud of? I feel it's a good question because I feel like throughout the year and we've almost been doing the podcast for an entire Crazy. year now. Yeah, Izzy wants to host a birthday party or like a we one should. year we birthday bring, party. There was a cake at the, the first, first one. one. I know. Shout out Julia and Naomi. I know. So there should be a cake every the, year. There should be. There <laughs> we should, should be. realistically have a cake every episode. My favorite part about that was actually it took Naomi into like we hung out after the first episode. Yeah. And I was like thanking them again. And then it was like three hours later, she looks at me, she goes, Oh, I'm like, what? She goes, You don't even like cake. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, true. <laughs> Did you eat it? No. <gasps> a cake went to waste. How could you it not bring that to, to me? It didn't go to waste. Nolan ate it. We were fine. Oh, okay. But anyways. Okay. Anyways. Oh my God. Well, we just got sidetracked by cake that I completely <laughs> forgot what the question was. Proudest accomplishment this oh, year. Oh, yeah. I was saying that we've kind of touched in throughout the year with like goals that we had and whatnot. Yeah, that's so true. It's tough to pick just one. I think like one of the first ones that I set for myself for the year and this is throwback hopefully people aren't tired of us talking about it but running was I wanted to lower my marathon time and I did and that did early that. on in the year yeah and then there were a lot of by setbacks. like a lot too like don't like undersell that you lowered it by like 45 yeah minutes. it was like 45 minutes so I cut off a good amount of time which was like a big goal that I had for several months before 2023 kicked off mm -hmm. um and then, yeah, I think we've talked about this too, but there were a bunch of other setbacks in me not accomplishing running goals beyond that. So like a tag on to that would probably be just like trying to take care of myself more. Uh, and one of those things was physiotherapy. So it's a little bit of a physio. balancing act. I love that. Um, yeah, not just the physio, but getting to a place where like, you know what? Maybe I will go to the doctor to actually take <laughs> care of something as opposed to pushing, just pushing through. So I like that. Yeah, I would say that. What about you? I think the half marathon is my most proud accomplishment yeah? this year. That's a huge one. I mean, like this podcast is obviously one, but I feel like it's really hard for me to fathom that that's only been 2023 because we started working on it in 2022. I know. So I think I don't really necessarily see it as like a goal from this year. I But yeah, uh, I think the half marathon when I really think about it, because I never thought I would be someone that would like willingly run. And then just on a day in May, I randomly like went for a two kilometer run. And then the next day I went, oh, I'm going to sign up for the half marathon. So I have a goal, which is yeah. 
insane in hindsight, but it's become a new like hobby I really enjoy. I love that you can like tangibly see success from like you get like your improvement. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just I I never thought I would actually like do that. I would always watch people run and like be like, oh, that's so cool. I'd love to do that. So I think that's my proudest one. And I don't usually like cry when I'm like proud of myself. And that was a time I cried. Finish line. Yeah. Yeah. Well, partially no- because of pain and then partially because of being proud of myself. But it's well, crazy. it is. It's there's no other feeling than like getting to the finish line of a race, especially mm-hmm. when you've had months and months of training leading yeah. up to it and everything it's it's an overwhelming feeling but it's so it's yeah. positive and you but also yeah you might yeah. be hurt so it's this the physical challenge that you've kind of just accomplished as well it's, it's everything well and because i just like focused in on like when i was training and i was like on a 10 or like 12 13 14 15 whatever kilometer run i just would focus on like think of how you're gonna feel when you're done think of how you're like that was like my motivating factor was like the the finish line feeling and how i would feel when i did cross it Mm -hmm. that's why i made sure like the song i chose when i was like finishing was like important i was like i wanted a song that like makes me feel like uplifted and like i was out of the woods (laughs) by taylor swift (laughs) but like i just all of it like when i was training i was picturing like it was like i was manifesting like picturing like visualizing like an athlete like that moment and then when i did it and i did it in my time and I hit my time goal I did all these things like it was yeah it's well, that's still kind of the, the thing part, I'm most like, proud of about producing a film that's kind of you as well maybe dra- a bit of directing but like mm-hmm. the months leading up you kind of told your own story and then you got 100%. to the moment of uh, like the climax of the film and then it was a lot I mean I will say the dip in the storyline was a lot more of a dip but people than need I the thought dips, it was you know you be. need the dips to make the goal like I never <laughs> thought I was gonna have to be like I almost started crying like at like kilometers 16 and I literally slapped myself in the face while I was running and went you little bitch you don't get to cry till you're done like that's okay. how I was motivating myself because I was like what else it's am I gonna do it's also tough like way tough. back years ago I did this running campaign and I did 10 half marathons across the country in 23 days and raising money for you did that yeah raising money for Cam H and oh my uh, god here I'm being like I'm so proud of my well, one no, no, up. You did that many? I'm not, no, I'm not trying to uh, no, compare I know, it all. I'm I know, just saying like, there was crazy. one I did in Montreal. And it was, Montreal was like, I think the 8th or ninth. So it was like right before the yeah. end. And I think it was the ninth because the last one I did in my hometown with like family around and everything Oh, like that's that. cool. So I was at, I think like kilometer, there was, was half, so it was a kilometer like 17 or something like that or 18. And I started thinking about the last run that was coming up in a couple of yeah. days and like, God, I'd get a little emotional. Yeah. Um, so I started crying a little bit, but then I was like, I just can't think about this no, right now can't. because it's hard to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, if I continue crying and like, if I don't block out my emotions, like, I'm not going to finish next this few one. Kilometers, yeah, I'm going to collapse and die of like <gasps> lack of was, oxygen. Mine was more like, I just kept telling myself like, you don't get to cry in pain. You can only cry like happy when you're done. Like that mm. was like my motive. Like anyway, so that's my proudest one for sure. Those though. are good ones. Those are both good ones. It's your turn to ask a question. Okay. If you could have dinner with three fictional characters, who would they be? <laughs> This is a very difficult question on the spot. Yeah. And you can't do it with like, it can't be actors who play a fictional character. Like it's you know the I mean? character. Like it ha- it's the character. Yeah, yeah. It's the character. I feel like this is a good like dinner party question. Like when you, I can tell you a lot about a person. I have one. Okay, you go. Who's your first one? I would go Deadpool. But oh. like Deadpool from, let's shout out Deadpool coming out three next year. Uh, I've never seen any of the Deadpool movies. No? No. I know. Okay. I would, I would just like the little dark comedy aspect of it. So we're getting, you know, we're getting some edginess at the dinner table uh, to begin with. We and want I, someone who's putting okay. everyone else on their toes. Okay. And I would go with that. Okay. I would like Joe March. 
Who's that? From Little Women. Oh, okay. <laughs> you told me you were going to watch Little Women. I know. It's on my list. Still. Joe March from <laughs> Little Women, the 2019 Greta Gerwig version. Um, I really need to know if she ends up with, I don't want to spoil anything. If she ends up with the person, Little Woman's a book that came out in like the eight, like in the early <laughs> 1900s, and I'm like <laughs> trying not to spoil it. And I need to know really why she doesn't pick Lori. So Ooh, I don't know. That's okay. I want Joe March. I want um, Nick from New Girl. Oh, comedic relief. Obviously, that that's funny. That's a good one. <laughs> Nick from New Girl, comedic relief. Um, I'm, I'm gonna throw out a wild one. I'm gonna go Big Bird from Sesame Street. <laughs> Gonna go Big Bird. Why? I just like, like word throws, to Big Bird. Throws, throw something a little wacky, you know. But maybe we'd also learn something because Big Bird's always coming with the facts. I feel like my answer would be like so much more like thought out and profound if this wasn't on the spot. But I like, oh my god, number three. I don't know who the third one would be. Who would be like Joe March would be like take everything now so seriously. Yeah, you and then this Nick, out. Nick is just like, like, at, like picturing him with like a woman from like the eighteen hundreds at a table also hilarious um if john Cena does john cena count no because that's you told, uh, just told me you can't be yeah but the person. john cena also like the wwe yeah this is tough off the top of the head okay i'm gonna go with i'm trying to th- i need some like music i need like oh, someone okay. that can sing i need like do you know what? It's on the top of my head because it's like he got a star in the Walk of Fame today. We'll go Troy Bolton. <laughs> oh, <laughs> go Wildcats. Yeah, because he, and he said go Wildcats. Get your head in the speed. game. Yeah. And so the he, boys can are sing. Back. he can sing or play basketball and I think he can entertain. He Nick. might be a little annoying because he's definitely bringing like two basketballs to the dinner table. and he's bouncing Maybe, back and but forth. that's literally the first person that popped into my head. So Troy Bolton, Nick Miller and Joe March from Little Women. Okay, you know what? Then, you know, what? I'm going to steal one from you team. from the uh, HSM universe. Okay. And because I've already got Deadpool, uh, Big <laughs> Bird, I'm just going to commit to the chaos that is this dinner party. And I'm going to go Sharpay Evans from High School Musical. <laughs> She's going to bring a, wow. a little bitchiness. She's going to bring a little what ego a um, and absolutely no heart. And she'll bring the fashion, the style. She'll like, yeah. Oh, 100%. she'll give it. She'll give it. Wow. What a, do you know what? I'd be very curious if we had have had more time to think about that. What our trios I don't think would have my, been. I don't think mine would, would change. Mine would absolutely <laughs> not be that. But uh, <laughs> we'll see. Um We've, we've talked about stuff about like moving before we've talked about um, moving to Toronto specifically, but one of the questions we got was just tips for moving out of your parents' house in general, like you're, right. or if you're somebody that's just maybe like you've gone to school and then now, or maybe you're going to school, but tips for like leaving. How old were you when you left? I was a 19. 19. 18, 19, one of the two. Okay. Coming to uni- or coming to Toronto for Okay, so your, your leaving was coming to university. Okay. So like yeah. what tips would you have for somebody that's... Ooh, okay. If I was going to do it again, life. because I, I think I've talked about this in podcasts. I moved to Toronto and I was going to move with a few friends. Like mm-hmm. we were fully going to get uh, an apartment together. And then that kind of fell apart. We're like, oh, we'll just stay in residence because we were mm-hmm. going to a different couple of different universities. Then that fell apart, fell apart and none of them came. And I was the only one here. So I didn't have any friends. I was like making friends new in the city. Okay. Um, but what I did, because I was like, it's also a little lonely, is and Waterloo is pretty close by. I went back home pretty frequently so you in my would, first year. Would I, you if I was going to do it again, 
I would go back home less frequently. Mm. It's comforting, but also like part of moving out, especially for the first time, I think is about pushing your comfort zone. I never went back home. Never. I was really bad. I, I was going to say the opposite. I was going to be like, tips from being your parents' house. Maybe call your parents a little oh, really? bit more. Okay, let's find really a balance in the middle then. <laughs> there definitely is a balance. Um, Yeah, when I moved out, I was kind of like, see you guys later. See you at Thanksgiving. Like that was my mentality. Okay. And I left. But if you're just looking for like tips on actually like what it takes to move out of like, what, like out of your parents' house, I mean, I would just say the first thing is like, you're probably going to need roommates. So maybe find yeah. some people to live with. Um, hit, a, Island. hit a winners or a discount store to stock up on the stuff that you yeah. need because you need a lot. And also that's what I was going to say is as you're like, if you know you're moving, I actually saw this on TikTok today. This girl like had like a bin and it was like my moving out bin. She wasn't oh, moving out for like six months. Great but idea. what she would do is as things were on sale or as she came across things for her house or her apartment that she was going to move into, she would just buy it and then put it in the bin so then instead of because when you're moving out and especially if you're moving into your parents house where they make you all your meals and you're like living the good life and then suddenly you have to pay for all these things and buy all these things and it feels like such a mass expense it feels like you have to have like fifteen thousand dollars in your bank account to like do all these things at once if you're doing it like at a little bit at a time i think it probably helps a lot more i did that actually a little bit i didn't get everything but i did have a couple of bins and yeah. one of the other things too is like if you let your kind of family and friends know that you're doing that someone's got to have an extra toaster kicking around that they got as a random like gift right for a birthday or something like that and who wants a toaster for a birthday so they're going to donate it to your cause and take advantage of some of that stuff because yeah it adds up and first and last month's rent is not cheap it's not or like maybe like uh, if you if you're doing this over like six months like maybe when you and mom go to walmart and she's picking up cleaning supplies for herself maybe she'll like oh pick up like a little extra free like I think you just sneak a couple things yeah, in the just cart like plan in advance because <laughs> you can't do it with a full grocery cart that seems overwhelming but if you just like slowly start to do it i feel like it will save you time and money down the road and be less overwhelming and then if there are ways that you can kind of take advantage of say a support system that you do have if you're able to try to travel back home every yeah. now and then because there is the balance like we said yeah I, you know, take some dirty laundry and like get yeah. that stuff done if you or, don't have in unit. Or convince your parents to come visit you and then they go take you for the grocery shop. That was my personal favorite. Or they do the your laundry out for or you like or the that dinner was out. That's always nice. Yeah. That's always the best. So you'll definitely look forward to those times more. But moving into your parents' house is a really exciting time. And I know like it's a lot, looks a lot different for people now. Like I know um, just with the realities of how much it costs, mm-hmm. the cost of living and everything, but it's a really exciting time. Um, but yeah, I think like approaching it gradually is like a really in it, like less scary way of doing it as well. And if you do have roommates, which you probably will yeah, talk about who's doing the dishes when right from right the beginning, away, right from the beginning, uh, we tried to do a <laughs> passive aggressive chore chart and we didn't never did it. We day never one, did it. just be like, let's get on top or of just this. like be real day one. I went, look. I hate dishes. I will do everything to avoid it. Yeah. So I can pick up slack elsewhere. And then my roommates went, great. I don't mind doing the dishes. But if you like take out the garbage or do this and that's like finding where you fit in and like when you can lean on each other is huge. Because I just like like, look, I just hate a dish. I hate a dish. I hate washing it still to this day. And if you can just be honest about that, then you're you're good to go. 100%. Another question for voicemail, Sarah, who have you met that's a celebrity and was the nicest? The nicest celebrities I've ever met. We've both hmm. met some celebrities in our past. Yeah, in our past. I used to like camp outside much music to try and meet celebrities. Um, hmm. There's, hmm. I think, I need, I think the nicest celebrities I've met 
was One Direction. Really? Because... All of them? All of them. If you didn't know, I was on a Canadian television program in which I was surprised with One Direction (laughs) when I was 15 years old. And there's some very embarrassing videos of me on the internet out there being surprised meeting One Direction. Who is the least nice member of One Direction? I, I, that's, that's literally why I will say there wasn't one because really? I, we, it was like a 45 minute thing. They were doing an interview, but like they just kept being distracted during the interview and talking to us the whole time. And like, they were all so nice. Like they were all so nice. Like I, and I think the reason they like are on the top of the pedestal for me is because I had met other teen heartthrobs who I Put loved and adored who, who, <laughs> who weren't I, nice. On this podcast, I said that Cher Lloyd <laughs> sucks and I stand behind that. <laughs> I had met Justin Bieber (laughs) and he wasn't nice. So I think that that broke my heart. So the fact that One Direction and this is like them on the rise, their peak, this is 2012. They're like, it's like about to be One Direction mania. Mm -hmm. And they were still like so kind and like talk to everyone and introduce themselves. And like maybe if I met them a year later, it would have been different. But at that time in March of 2012, they were like the sweetest people and they were also kind and then i got to actually meet niall again this past year because he like right. came through like came through my work and like did interviews and stuff and was like just as nice and kind so and like so i think that they're probably like my holy grail and also it's just kind of cool to say i met like them in their peak all five of them oh, that's like, good but all of them were nice and there was no douchebags in the group how about you that's nice okay i've met i used to shoot celebrity interviews like way back in the day I think that Childish Gambino is actually one of the top ones. And I think that that might be Donald just Glover? because Donald Glover. Yeah, just because he was, he's so cool. Oh. He's such, such a cool person. And you can tell that, that like. That makes me happy. I think that one of the things that turned me off from certain celebrity interactions is is when you can kind of tell that they have been like really well media trained and they're kind of just running through the process of doing an interview or meeting a fan Mm -hmm. or something like that. And it's frivolous and you can kind of tell that the interaction doesn't really mean that much to them. And they're not really thinking about what they're saying, but he's someone who's like, he, he came across very thoughtful took Mm -hmm. his time with what he was saying. He's not like sitting there trying to make best friends with me by any means, but like, there's a big difference between being kind and like, and you know, being an approachable person um, and just being someone who just like doesn't want to give you the time of day, yep. which is pretty often sometimes. I know it with, happens a lot of the time. Yeah, especially when you're doing press and that kind of stuff. I get it. They're probably tired. They're doing a ton of it. Mm-hmm. They don't want to necessarily be talking to you. But yeah, that makes the people who stand apart when they actually are super nice. And he's also just like a really talented musician he's and so cool. funny and guy. Actor. Yeah. Oh Amazing. my God. I really like this next question. And again, it's like the whole point of this version of voicemail. There's a lot of whiplash going on. It kind of goes all over the place. But Jacob, how do you deal with shitty mental health days? Ooh, how do you deal with them? Mm, try to get through it. Let's be honest. Try to survive you it. Pers- <laughs> you personally, though, do you, you just put on your running shoes I'm, and go run 15K or like, what do you do? It's a, it's a, it's either really high like that or really low. So one of them would be, yeah, let's get on the Peloton bike or let's get in on the running shoes. Yeah. And go out for a run. Or it's like, let's just lay in bed and take stock of things and actually writing in that lower scenario Mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, all I can manage to do today is like, let's just chill and lie down and relax. Yeah. Not go out and see anyone or anything like that. Uh, Yeah. Writing is a big one in that, in that case. And it can be just like free form, like 
off the top of my head, like journaling. Like, I was going to say like thing. journaling. Is that yeah. what you do? Yeah. Just essentially like to get my mind moving in some way that is not just like doom scrolling. I was going to say TikTok you like, or Instagram or something Do you like write that. like how you're feeling or like what do you yeah. write about? Sometimes it could be like write how I'm feeling, how I'm feeling or write about, you know, honestly anything. It could be like just telling the story of something that happened in the past. It doesn't have mm. to be traumatic or anything like that. Um, but yeah, getting my mind moving a little bit because I think that one thing for me, especially on like those tough mental health days is staying stagnant is like the worst case scenario because then my mind starts to spiral and whatnot. So if it is a day again, like I said, that I can't, I don't have the motivation to go out and be running all the time, which is mm -hmm. like, yeah, running's the thing that helps me with my mental health. Some days yeah. you can't do that. Yeah. Sometimes um, it doesn't. So yeah, getting out of your routine in some way even if it's like writing in your notes app, because that's what I do, is uh, is what I would say. Oh, I like but it's that. tough. Yeah. What about you? Um, that's a great question. I th I'd actually say I'm pretty much the same when it comes to the extremes. I either have like, not necessarily like for sure going for a run, but I either like focus on other things and productivity or I am a vegetable and don't do anything. Yeah. But I will say I give myself more grace and kindness on ment tough mental health days. I didn't used to. I used to just power through everything and like ignore it, put on a mask, say I'm fine, like whatever. Now I really give myself grace. I'm not afraid to like let people know if I'm having a shitty mental health day, which mm -hmm. is something I wouldn't have even done a year ago. But now I'm not afraid to be more open if I'm just like you know, like the niceties people do when you're like, oh, like how are you doing today? And I'll literally actually that's a good one. Yeah, I'll go. Oh no, like I'm not doing great today. There's and it's no, yeah. I'm fine. No, you I don't like do remove, I'm fine. I'm fine. Because yeah, it actually good... makes people more uncomfortable if you go like, oh, it's fine. And it's like you can hear they it. And they know because then everyone's like, oh, okay. Like I'm I'm more honest where I'll go, yeah, just like not doing great mentally today. And then they'll be like, oh, like, is there something you want to talk? Because then it also opens up if you do want to talk about it, then like sometimes they'll be like, oh, is there something you want to talk about? It's like, no, just one of those days or like whatever. Like I think that's like, a good point. It doesn't yeah. give as much power to it when you allow yourself to just like be honest with the fact that you're having a bad mental health day, because most of the time it's not coming from something that triggered it or nothing happened, or it's not because of anything other than just like, for lack of a better term, waking up on the wrong side of the bed. Yeah. So I think it gives it less power when I allow myself to actually own the fact that I'm having a bad mental health day, as opposed to it's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. And, and I like sharing that with others too, with the, without the expectation that you have to explain yourself or like exactly. go into a ton of detail about that. I don't know if I think that this is right, but there's a really good Brene Brown talk that's been turned into an animation about essentially how to sit with someone or like appreciate someone who's going through a tough mental health mm -hmm. spell. And like one of them or like the whole idea is that you're not trying to help someone out of it or you're not trying to look for help to get out of it. But like the best thing to do is either essentially be seen, see or be seen by yeah. someone in that state, oh, as opposed to like trying to find a solution for something immediately. You're right. Sometimes it's just the knowing that like you're not carrying all the mm -hmm. baggage is enough to, to kind of, you know, at least give you a little bit of a light spot. Well, and that's like newer for me because like I am such a solutions based person. So it's right. like learning to sit with things like it took a long time, but now I'm a lot better just like, allow and it actually is more of a solution just allowing myself the day to like own it that it's a bad day and then waking up fresh the next day as opposed to like pretending it's not and then powering through and then I feel like then I end up with like five mediocre days where I'm just like trying yeah. to ignore it and suppress it as opposed to just having one bad day I'd rather have one bad mental health day that I just lean into than 
seven days of mediocrity. Now that I'm thinking about it, the podcast that I was talking about at the beginning of the show kind of yeah. ties into that where oh, it's cool. like not, not feeling like if you don't have the energy or something to go out and rush and get something done, it's really not a, not beneficial for you mm-hmm. to a feel bad about yourself because of that or b try to push through and get it done. Yeah. It's just like taking that time back and yes, maybe in the back of your head, you think it's wasting time, but eventually you get to a, a point where you know that you're actually just taking care of yourself. Next voicemail question, Sarah, uh, where are you planning on traveling next year? Whoa. Okay. So my next travels, um, there's a potential big one that I can't talk about yet. And then, woo, crazy. Um, short term going to Florida in January, right? Going to the land of Mickey mouse. Um, have you been to Florida before to Florida? Yeah. Yes. Well, I was nine years old though. I've only been once. Actually, I've only been to Florida one time my whole life. Doesn't count. Twice, I went to Fort Lauderdale before I got on a cruise ship. Again, though, like you're in transit. I'm in transit. So this is the first time you're going as like an adult to go and experience this. Yes, uh, first time as an adult, and I'm going with some first timers too, which is very exciting. So that's my first big one. Um, You and I have been teasing a potential um, Los Angeles podcast trip, so that's hopefully happening in February. So if you guys have any people you'd want us to talk to out there, let us know. Or if you are someone that wants to talk to us while we're out there, let us know. Uh, I need to use vacation days and burn through them because they told me that they will be paying them out this year, and I'm not (laughs) interested in that. I would like to use my days off. Yeah, speaking of taking some time. Speaking uh... of taking some time, I need to burn through some vacation days. So I'm playing around with the idea of doing St. Patrick's Day in Ireland. Ooh, which I that'd think be would be fun. fun. I feel like putting it out there also like helps manifest it. So yeah. I'm playing around with that. Like people who watch the vlogs or anything would know like one of my best friends, Amanda, goes to the University of Glasgow. So I just like to go visit her whenever I can Guinness, as well. Guinness, hit the DMs. Yeah. Guinness, if Guinness wants to send me to Ireland for St. Patrick's Day, I wouldn't <laughs> say no. Uh, no, but I, I, I'm probably going to do like a little like London, Scotland, maybe Ireland trip in March. I've done that nice. the past two years and I love going at that time of year. Um, Back to the cottage. I can't believe I've already like thought of this many travel plans that I'm doing over the next year because I like actually have a lot popping up. Oh, girlies are going to Nashville again. We're going oh, yeah? back May long weekend. Huge. We're going to Nashville. Our friend Alana, like literally eight months ago, was like, I want to go to Nashville. And she's booked off that she's a nurse, so she books off really far in advance. She's booked off that weekend and has been telling us that we're going and we're like, All right. And then we're now we actually are we booked an Airbnb. Speaking about putting it out there and manifesting. She did, she just manifested it. So we're going to go. I think we're going to pretend to be a different bride each night, too, and pretend it's our bachelorette party. It's the party. same people. That, who's going? Like, is it, is it's it like different a whole people girls, that you It was with? like uh, it's like a whole girl squad, like half of the girls from New York, like that kind of vibe. Okay, so it'll fine. be fun. Yeah, because like when I went last time, it was the with Naomi and like the influencer yeah, yeah, girls. Yeah. So I'm going to go to Nashville. I'll go to, I mean, I'll go to my cottage a few times. Big potential mystery trip. And then the new one on the docket, <laughs> which might happen, is now bali in oh. like september october maybe because our friend cat lives in australia and it's like kind of like you can meet her there and just anyways so there's okay, lots up in the air two of my other clients are in bali so if you want a house rental i've got a pretty nice one um amazing we're making deals anyway so i think actually 2024 will be a very big travel year for me which is exciting i know i've had like pretty big travel years the past years but i think this one's going to be even bigger and better wow so fun. i know That's it's huge. exciting me, what about you where are you sitting going? here being like okay well the cottage build is going to be done and then in... w- you're going to want to spend all your time at the i cottage. know so that's going to be a big one and then also you just mentioned the la trip and after that so i was just floating to Haley the other day um what's close to la is 
well, close-ish, closer than here, is Hawaii. Oh, Cameron just got back from Hawaii. Oh, yeah? Yeah, she loved it. I've never been. I've always wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Although, I don't, can't remember when it happens, but I would love to go for like the Ironman Championships out there. And not compete. compete. Oh, no, my God. Compete. I was like, only you would be like, oh, I want to go to Hawaii, which is normally like a very like relaxing vacation <laughs> for people. And you're like, mm, but I'm actually going to do an no, Ironman. No, I haven't got down the triathlon aspect of anything yet. I got to do train my biking and, and swimming before I attempt that. But I've always wanted to go out there and A, relax, but then B, actually do a lot of running because they've got good running out there. Um, so I'd love to go and do that. That's it? Maybe. I don't know. In the back of my head, I've always wanted to go to Portugal. Oh, fun. And then... For a few years and this hasn't happened yet but uh myself and then a group of friends we had this trip planned to the south of france to a castle before <gasps> the pandemic happened and then that got canceled it? because it was gonna be in may it was gonna be for my birthday 30th birthday in may of 2020 obviously it didn't happen um but then we were also planning on like a yacht croatia trip oh around. one of those ones like, like a yacht week thing <laughs> A little bit, but like less partying and more laying on the front of a boat. And we're not talking a big yacht. We're talking like a, they call anything a yacht over there. <laughs> so speaking of travel, one of the questions that we actually got multiple times is what is a favorite weekend destination? So like uh, you want to do a little weekend trip. So let's maybe offer one that's like a driving distance and then one that can be like a little weekend little. trip on a hop, skip flight. Ooh, okay. If you have a favorite one. Driving one for sure, Prince Edward County. Let's be honest. We love PEC. Yeah. Shout out that area. There's where I also grew up. an up and coming one though. <laughs> up and coming one, Jordan Station, which is around the Pardon? other side of the Golden Horseshoe, right by Grimsby on the way to... You're saying a lot of words that I don't know. <laughs> on the way to Niagara. It's like, it's it's wine it's wine region but not the not, not niagara, on like, the lake. niagara on the lake wine region yeah i will say if you're gonna pick one or the other i would go to niagara lake is also great but like it's a little bit overdone now of pec i'd go the other way yeah say it like the drake I'm, down there that's so fun yeah and the difference i in my mind right now is <laughs> i'm like i've talked about this all the time i don't the difference between the two is like niagara on the lake is like instagram photos prince edward county is like let's get your hands dirty a little bit let's get in the fields and like <laughs> feel the grapes like you're like you're like mashing the grapes with your feet like in like a tub it does feel a little bit less commercial it over does there feel less and commercial. a little bit more homey and comforting and it's and more that like like you're more likely to like when my mom and my sisters and I would do it because I used to like live really yeah, close right. to it. We would just drive up and it's like, it feels like you're driving up into just like someone's farm. And yeah, they're like, oh exactly. yeah, we'll do a wine tasting in the back. And it like feels very like low key, but did in we, a really great way. Did you go to that place that's like the biggest apple thing, the pie place, the big apple? The biggest, I can't believe called? you just called it the biggest I've never apple. Been, it's so called the big apple. That's in Colburn, <laughs> Ontario. Shout out. I used to work there. Not at the big apple. I used to work in Colburn. And then we would take our camp kids to the big apple. Okay. Because they had like goats and Good stuff. pies? No. Oh, okay. That's disappointing. Okay, what about one by airplane? Like a US or Canada weekend trip? Okay, if I'm going by airplane, how far can we go? Because I It's a weekend. What do you define as a weekend trip? Like I wouldn't you know define what? Vancouver as a weekend trip destination. No, but you know where I have gone for a weekend actually? It's a little bit outside because it takes a little bit longer to get there, but I would go to Charlottetown. Oh, that that's a good weekend. weekend no, that's a good sure. weekend. And it's like one hour time difference. Because I was going to say Halifax is a weekend trip destination. Yeah, right. Okay. So, yeah. East Coast. Avi, East Coast. East Co- honestly, if anyone East Coast. who hasn't been to the East Coast, who this lives is in your Canada, How have you not gone already? It, it, it feels, and no hate, because I know we have a ton of people who live there that know how amazing it is. But like the people who have never gone are sleeping on it. Sleeping on it. And I'm, sleeping I, I on it. I don't understand how. 
I don't know. I personally try to be the tourism for like the city of Halifax, essentially, and then for Nova Scotia. But anyways, I was going to say for a weekend trip, not in the wintertime, maybe. Maybe in the winter, but maybe not in the wintertime, but Halifax, because yeah. I just think it's the perfect, like you can do everything you want to in a couple days. Um, in an American city, I would love Chicago as a weekend trip destination. You can take a Billy Bishop flight. Okay. Yeah. I've, I drove once. Mm -hmm. Didn't have a great experience in Chicago my first time. It really? was the dead of winter though. So no, cold. No, I got to go to the summertime, go to a Cubs game. Wrigleyville okay. is so fun. It's like day drinking and there's all these really cool bars and like Chicago's a really good weekend trip destination. New York, Boston, any New of those York's a go-to for me. I know. That. Same. If it's I had so a weekend close, off, I would go to New York and it so doesn't fun. matter what time of year, like any time of year. Uh, but driving, I would say, hmm, mm hmm, I don't know. Would you go up to like, you know what? Blue Mountain? Blue Mountain's a good driving. I don't little, even ski or snowboard and I'll go up there. And I like the little village. I went there for work last year and it was like I stayed in Blue Mountain Village because I never used to get the hype. Yeah. But then I stayed in the Blue Mountain Village and I go, oh, I kind of get the hype of it now. Like mm -hmm. I understand like why people come here. Because even if you don't ski or snowboard, they have like all these little restaurants and shops and it's all and vibey. the spa's out there. Spa's oh, there is. Great. There's the a spa out there really too. Good. Yeah. I would say Blue Mountain's a good like driving, drivable like and a little weekend trip. If you want a little bit further, but if you're in, and it's the summertime, go up to Tobermory. Kind of liked the chaos of this mailbag. Oh my God. I just call it mailbag. <laughs> what is this? January 2023. My God. I loved the chaos of this voicemail. Maybe we should just do it this way from now on. I kind of liked it. Could put puts us on our in toes. In the moment. Yeah. And we we came up with some interesting Like I don't parties. think you're bringing Big Bird to dinner if we pre-plan. If, pre -plan. if we don't do <laughs> that, <laughs> <If> well, <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Uh, as always, if you want to send us a voicemail question, I mean, normally you can email us or send us a note on Instagram at Talking Fast Show, but also also, join the broadcast channel, POV, You're All My Close Friends. That's where we crowdsourced all these today. Thank you to everybody that sent us a question so last minute. I really appreciate it. And I hope you guys enjoyed the chaos of this monthly voicemail for December. As always, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, thumbs up, rate us five stars. Let's end the year strong. We don't quite have a five-star rating on Spotify specifically, so you could all rate <laughs> you know us what? five that, stars. That episode next week, the holiday one, is going to get us five stars it, it by better. everyone. The, the holiday episode is an all-timer, in my opinion. <laughs> so make sure and you watch the video version of that one. Yeah, yeah, we have an incredible set here at Soda Studios for that, so make sure you watch the full video version. I've been Sarah. That's been Jacob. We will be here every single Wednesday. Bye. <laughs>